Find two places in your Bible, if you would. Genesis chapter 50, where we'll read initially, then Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll go over there not long into the message, but we're going to start in Genesis chapter 50, excuse me, and then again, if you'll find Ephesians 4, for here just in a little bit, and we'll try to get on through this. Greetings from Miss Pam. She wants me to tell everybody hello, and uh, she's doing okay down there in Oklahoma, and uh, taking care of Dad, but she sure appreciates all your prayers. Thank you for continuing to pray for my wife as she's she's away, and for her dad, and everything that's going on there. Thank you very much for all of that. Boy, good, good spirit this morning in service, wasn't there? I mean, good service, very thankful, very, very thankful for that. Several visitors in here. I'm I, I just amazed at me what God is doing here at Riverside Baptist Church. I don't want to take it for granted whatsoever. I'm just trying not to mess it up. Amen. And then I got to go out and have some lunch with a good man in our church. Had a good visit there. It was a free lunch, too. It was free because somebody else bought it for us. Amen. That's the best kind of lunch is free lunch. Oh, come on. It's my favorite price. Absolutely so. Free is my favorite price. Anyway... Thankful for the blessings of God. Very thankful for the blessings of God. Genesis chapter 50. Look down at verse number 14. Genesis 50 verse 14. And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father after after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in, place of, in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Excuse me, I, I titled the message tonight, The Power of Forgiveness. There's a lot of power in forgiveness the power of forgiveness. Let's pray. Father, help us now as we get into your word. Uh, Lord, only you can do what needs to be done, and we're depending on you for that. Uh, Give us power, Lord, to preach your word, boldness of the Holy Spirit, uh, divine direction in anything we need to say and do, uh, Lord, and then help us at the proper time to respond as you speak to our hearts, that we would respond, and Lord, take care of any need in our life. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the good crowd that's out tonight and those that are watching by live stream. Bless as only you can now. We pray, please, in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. Please do be seated. Pardon me. Anybody else notice that stuff's starting to bloom? (laughs) Mercy, we'll try to get through this. Bitterness is a force of destruction and a force of bondage. Bitterness. It, It destroys people and it destroys relationships. It will make us prisoners of our hurts and our hatred. Bitterness. Job described it like this in Job 21 and verse 23. It says, One dieth in his full strength, being wholly at ease and quiet. And then verse 25 says this, And another dieth in the bitterness of his soul and never eateth with pleasure. Well, that's quite a description there. One dieth in full strength, being wholly at ease and quiet. And another dieth in the bitterness of his soul and never eateth with pleasure. Forgiveness is a great source of emotional health and freedom. Um, it, 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 it has the power to set us free from the hurts of the past. And, 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 and whether we're it doesn't matter whether we're talking about 10 minutes ago, hurts from 10 minutes ago, or 10 years ago. Forgiveness has great power. Because, because of this. It frees you, forgiveness frees you to love those that have hurt you. The Bible says we're to love our enemies. That we're to pray for them that despitefully use us. And forgiveness frees us to love those that have hurt us. We know this, and without getting into the whole story of Joseph, we know that Joseph's brothers had acted out of hatred. I mean, he even said it in verse number 20, ye thought evil against me. So I want you to get this. Joseph did not deny the sinful natures of his uh, Uh, the sinful nature of his brother's actions. He didn't deny that, not at all. But Joseph had refused to let their actions turn him into a bitter man. He just refused to let it. No, no, he refused to allow it, those things to allow, he refused to allow those things to make him a bitter man. Joseph had responded to their hurts with forgiveness. You know why? Because he understood two very important principles. And number one is this. Only God has the right to judge another for the wrongs they do. Now let me say it again because I want you to get it. It would be good for some of you to write that down. I guarantee you. Only God has the right to judge for the wrongs that others do to you. Joseph said it itself, am I in the place of God? Now I want you to get this, because there's a great point here. His brothers, Joseph's brothers, had sinned against him. Somebody say amen. 
Yeah, no, no, they had. They had sinned against him. Their actions, unjustifiable. They, they couldn't have, they couldn't, no, no, there's no way they could justify what they had done. It, unjustifiable. And Joseph does not make any excuses for their behavior. He doesn't make excuses for it. No, no, no. They, they had sinned against him. Absolutely so. And he didn't try to make excuses. Well, you guys just... No, no. He didn't try to make excuses for it either. He understood... Get this. No, no. Get this. He understood that they were accountable to God for their actions and not to him. They were accountable to God. For what they had done. They weren't accountable to him. Oh, this is, no, no, this is a great truth right here that will help us if we will keep it stored in our memory banks because along the way, people are going to hurt you. Along the way, people are going to do you wrong. And if we will, if we will take these principles, we will take these truths that only God has the right to judge another for the wrongs that they do, not us. That they are accountable to God for what they do, not us. It'll help us one of these days. It may even be able to help you tonight. Forgiveness is an act of our will in which we give up the right to hold another person accountable for the wrongs that they have done to us. Forgiveness is an act of our will, our own will, in which we give up the right to hold another person accountable for the wrongs they have done to us. It means releasing that person from any obligation to ever make things right with me. Just release them from it. No, no, no. I'm going to forgive so they don't have to come and make things right with me because I've already forgiven. I've already forgiven. Well, what if they choose to come and make things right? That's between them and God. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm, I, here's what I'm going to say. Look, I forgave you about that a long time ago. No, no, if they choose to do the right thing and come and make things right, hallelujah, thank God for it. But we're not to hold our breath waiting for them to do that. It's just going to be hurtful for, to us. And, and, and God can override our hurts. Even turning instances of pain into good. And it said that where we read, God meant it unto good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it unto good. The actions of his brothers, they were not good. What they did. No, no, no. What they did was not good. Uh, some of the results in his life because of that were not good. Come on, he had some tough times because of all of that, didn't he? No, it wasn't good. But God's work in all of it was good, wasn't it? 
Come on, you know the story of Joseph. It was good. The end of it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, because God had his way in all of this. Because Joseph had forgiven his brothers, he could comfort them and speak kindly to them. Says that in verse number 21. Forgiveness frees us to love those who have hurt us. No, no, no. We do not excuse their behavior and we do not deny that we have been hurt. We simply choose by an act of our own will to give up the right to make them pay us for the wrong that they have done. They're accountable to God. They're not accountable to us. We forgive so that we can go on and live our life and allow God to use us the way He wants to use us. Which we cannot do if we're full of bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. We'll never be used to any extent if we're holding on to those things. And we're going to get to the reason why about that. The alternative of not forgiving is spending our days in bondage and to the destructive habits of bitterness. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. You can lose your place there in Genesis. We'll not go back there. Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 26. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. The Bible says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Then it says this, Neither give place to the devil. Let him that, sto- that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, hereby ye are sealed unto the day of uh, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So, I, I said that, 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 that either it, the alternative to not forgiving is to spend our days in destructive habits of bitterness, but forgiveness frees us from the destructive habits of a bitter soul. Unforgiven, unforgiveness, unforgiven offenses against us give a place Uh, give the devil a place in our life. Oh, it's Bible. No, 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 it's it's, it's right there. Very very plainly spoken right there. Um, Neither give place to the devil. That word place there means a uh, small area of occupancy or a jurisdiction 
what the word means. Small place of occupancy or a jurisdiction. See, when Satan gains a place in our soul, he keeps us in bondage. No, no, no. Directing us. Directing us to what? To act selfishly. Verse number uh, 28 there. Uh, let him that stole steal no more, but let, rather let him, let him labor. To act selfishly because we try to get our needs met the wrong way. We're going to do whatever we have to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, no, no, no. They treated us so bad it don't matter. I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do to live my life the way I want to live it. No, no, no. It will cause us to act selfishly. But not only to act selfishly, but to speak hatefully. Look at verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto their hearers. Um, but it also will cause us to live carnally to live for the flesh live for ourselves, live for pleasures verse number 30 and grieve not the holy spirit of god uh, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption and so we are live we are to live according to the holy spirit of god as he directs us by the word of god we're not to live carnally we're not no no we, we are not to act selfish we know that's true and we are not to act or speak hatefully we know that's true we use words to edify and we're not to live carnally we are supposed to be living walking in the spirit living the way that God would have us to live that's the way we're supposed to do uh, many Christians have knelt at an altar get this now many Christians have knelt at an altar asking God to forgive them for their bitter and their hateful actions, often even promising to be different. I've been so bitter. I've been so hateful. I've just tried to fulfill my own self. And and I'm going to be different, God. And could you please forgive me for that? But they can't change. They can't be different because the devil still has a place there in their soul, which he claims of uh, for his own because of past unforgiven Offenses, holding unforgiveness in your heart, and you're given place to the devil, and then you fight the same thing over and over and over for weeks and months and years, and it's just the same old thing, same old things down the altar, same old prayer along the way, same old offenses the very next day or the very next week. Just over and over and over again because you have given, we have given place to the devil. Now we know this, born again child of God cannot be possessed. We understand that. Hallelujah. Very thankful for that. But the devil is a very powerful being. And if we open doors for him, uh, we can open doors to obsession. And certainly we can give place to him. How do you know that? We read it right there in the Bible. And there are symptoms to an unforgiving spirit. Well, like what, preacher? Well, there's emotional symptoms. Uh, you know, the bitterness it talks about there. Um, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. So, so it talks about, you know, emotional symptoms. Bitterness just speaks about a, a deeply felt resentment 
You know what I'm talking about? I mean, we have unforgiveness towards somebody and we have that gut feeling every time that, that, that we think about that person or, or we think about that offense against us or whatever. And it's just like it eats on us and I can't believe they did that. And, and, and I mean, it's just a, it's just a horrible, deep feeling of resentment. Wish I could get back at them. So bitterness, but also wrath. Well, what's wrath? Well, it's just extreme anger forthwith boiling up. Oh, okay. <clears throat> have, have you ever felt like you were doing pretty good in your Christian walk and having a good day and everything's going pretty good and somebody mentions somebody or somebody mentions a situation or all of a sudden something comes in your mind about a situation or somebody and all of a sudden immediately you're just angry? Okay, y'all are more spiritual than I am then. But wrath can... Uh, overtake us pretty quick can it i mean even about past situations isn't that right and all of a sudden it just gets all over us and so it talks about wrath bitterness wrath anger that's a that 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 word that that word that anger comes from means a movement or an agitation of the soul that's what the word means this anger, all of a sudden, you're just ready to do whatever you have to do to get back at them. If I could just get back at them. We're not supposed to allow that. It's emotional. And then it, behavior, behavioral symptoms, it goes on. Um, wrath and anger and clamor. Well, what's that? Well, it's a need. It's a need to talk about the person that has offended, or, or a need to talk about the offense that happened. A, a need, please get this, a need to just keep bringing it up, and keep bringing it up, and keep bringing it up, and just keep talking about it, and keep bringing it up. And whoever, if you can just get somebody to listen to you, you want to talk about them, or you want to talk about it, you want to let people know how badly they did towards you or what they did to you and I'm telling you no no clamor it's what it's talking about it's just a need to bring it up and bring it up and bring it up bring it up and then it talks about evil speaking any kind of any kind of hateful speech no no that speech that points out faults that speech that criticizes just as much as it can it's not no 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 behavioral behavioral about this unforgiveness and then it says and and malice with all malice what's that preacher to intentionally harm this idea to get even i'm going to get even and and it says this let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you I would say, Brother Aaron, that's a pretty good verse. I'd say it's a pretty good verse. That says we need to get rid of all this. No, no, if that is in your heart, we need to get rid of it. It's not doing anything but hurting you and others. No, no, if there's this evil speaking and always bringing things up and extreme anger, it's not doing anything. You know, there's a lot of families that cannot have peace in their house because someone is harboring unforgiveness and they're just angry all the time. 
And there can't be any peace because they won't make that right. No, no, no. And they may be, no, no, they may be good at church and around the church people and everything's real good. They can smile and just act and hello, brother, and boy, everything's good. But not around the home, not around the house. Uh-uh, don't you step wrong. Don't you, don't you dare do something that's going to cause them to get upset. I mean, immediately stuff's going to come out and it's just going to get ugly. Behavioral symptoms. And, and, and the thing about this is, well, preacher, fine, but you know, you think you're perfect. Oh, no, I don't think I'm perfect. I'm glad Miss Pam's not here to testify about that. I don't think I'm perfect for a second. Well, you know, we can ask God to forgive us for those things. Well, yeah, I mean, don't get mad at me about it. I'm just preaching what the Bible says here. I understand that we can ask God to forgive us of these things, and I understand this too. He will forgive us of those things, but until we forgive those who have hurt us, the devil will still have place in our soul, and he will, I guarantee you, continue, he will continue to enslave uh, uh, you with these destructive habits of bitterness. And with some, I believe it's gone on for decades. I mean, decades. There's power in forgiveness. Forgiveness is God's way to freedom. Verse 32, and be ye kind to one another. Put away all these other things and be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Even as Christ, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. See, we're able to forgive. We are really able to forgive. We are able to forgive. But we're able to forgive because we have been forgiven. The, uh, the key to forgiveness, I just don't know how to forgive. Then write this down. The key to forgiveness is to focus on what God has done for you. As God forgave us very freely, very undeserving. No, no, I was undeserving of His forgiveness. And so were you. So as God forgave us, we are to forgive those who have hurt us. I didn't say we're supposed to make them our best friend. I said we're to forgive them and release them into God's hand. Because He's the one that can take care of all of that. We are not supposed to. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. No, no, I know how people like to read that. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But that's not the way it's written. God said he'll take care of all those wrongs. Your responsibility 
is to forgive in the same way I have forgiven you. So, here's the steps, and it's really very simple. First off, let God forgive you for this unforgiveness, bitterness and all. Let God forgive you. I mean, no, no, come to an altar, confess your, um, confess your own bitterness, confess your selfish actions, confess your hateful speech, confess your carnal living, and agree with God about your feelings of bitterness and, and wrath and, and malice. Agree with God that, th- that those things have no place in your Christian life. Agree with God about that. They have no place. These things have no place in my Christian life, God. I'm confessing, laying these things before you. And thank God for the blood of Christ that cleanses you from your sin. And then accept His forgiveness. Because he does forgive. I'm thankful. Very, very thankful. And then once you have confessed your sin and God has forgiven you, then forgive your offenders. Just forgive them. Right there. Same time. Same altar. Same place. As an act of your will in faith before God, release them from any obligation to make things right. Please get this. Come on, saints, please get this. Forgive them, release them from any obligation to make things right. Lord, I forgive them. I put them into your hands. I choose to let you handle this. I I give it all to you. Extend to them the same grace that God has given you and trust God to take care of them. And once you have done that, go ahead and ask God to take back that place that you have given to the devil. Just go ahead and ask him to take it back. Lord, I don't want him to have that spot in my life anymore. I don't want him to have that place where he can continue to work in my life. Life in a way that is not Christ-like. I don't want him to have that spot anymore. And then, and get this, get this, get this, get this. Come on, write it done. Get this. And then, forgive yourself. Now, 
Now, I haven't run out of things to say. I'm letting you think about that one for a minute. Don't act like it's not a big deal. No, forgive yourself. Quit beating yourself up about it. That whatever took place and how you've acted about it and what all that. No, 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 no. Forgive yourself. Because see, if you if you have earnestly come down and confessed it before God and asked for his forgiveness, he forgave you. And if God Himself forgave you, who do you think you are to not forgive yourself? I'm telling you, I, 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 I truly believe there are a lot of people for whom God has forgiven a lot, but they refuse to forgive themselves. And because of that, it keeps them from growing in Christ. And it keeps them from serving God the way they should. Because they will not forgive themselves. I'm here to tell you tonight, it's time that you finally forgive yourself. God forgives us of our sin. He cast it as far as the east is from the west. Never to be brought up again. He chooses to forget. Our God does. He chooses to forget. Isn't it only right that we would forgive ourselves if God has forgiven us? Well, preacher, you, you, you just don't know the mistakes I've made. You just don't understand about everything. I, you know, I, maybe I don't. And, and, and I really don't need to know all the mistakes that you made. I know all the mistakes that I have made. And, and, and I know that I'm either going to, I'm either going to forgive, no, no, I'm, I'm trusting God that He has forgiven me, and then I'm either going to forgive myself where I can move on and try to edify others and help others and guide others along the way, or I'm going to end up sitting around having a pity party every time that something crosses my mind. I'm telling you, I am very, very thankful that God not only, not only but he forgets those things and I am going to do my best every single time to do the same. I'm going to forgive myself for being such a lame brain and whatever I have done or however I've held unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever mistakes I have made along the way. I'm going to trust God that he has forgiven me and I am going to move on. Because I tell you, I am more concerned at being a place where I can try to help others. Instead of just dwelling all the time on me. But preacher, I've made mistakes. That's a big club. Preacher, you know, but I've held this unforgiveness. I've been bitter for so long. Then come down and confess it. And forgive. But it's been so long. Doesn't matter how long it's been. 
You confess that as sin. You ask forgiveness. God will forgive you. He wipes your slate clean. Forgive yourself. And move on. And quit letting that be the thing that keeps you from serving God the way you should. There's power in forgiveness, even forgiving yourself. There may be something in your own past for which you've never forgiven yourself, but you've asked you've asked God for forgiveness, but you've never forgiven yourself. Tonight would be a good time just to forgive yourself. I'm telling you, it could be a great relief if you just do such. Confess those things. If the Lord has brought someone to mind whom you need to forgive, purpose to do it tonight. Tonight. Excuse me, it may be a family member, past, maybe somebody in this church. If you can remember it and you know that you've never scripturally forgiven someone else, then you need to do it now. Otherwise, the old devil, he'll just continue to hold that place that you gave him. And you'll just keep doing the same old thing over and again. <clears throat> come to the Lord. Come to, come to an altar tonight. Father, thank you for the blood of Christ that cleanses me from all sin. And I confess that I have sought to get revenge on someone or that I've harbored bitterness in my heart. I've I've not forgiven my offenders along the way. And God, I, I now I forgive them completely and I forgive what they have done. And in the name of Jesus Christ and by His precious blood, I ask that you take back that place which I've given the devil. I want to move on. And Lord, I've been a lame brain, but, but I forgive myself because I'm trusting you to guide me from this point forward. And remember, remember, you're not asking God, please get this, you're not asking God to forgive anyone. You're doing the forgiving. You're doing the forgiving. With God as your witness. You're doing the giving, giving, forgiving with God as your witness. And after that, any time the devil tries to stir up those old bitter feelings, you can remind him that he no longer has a place to hinder you from living a Christ-like life. He no longer, he no longer has that place. You have been made free because you exercised forgiveness. There may be somebody in this sanctuary you even need to go to. And if that's so, tonight would be a good time to do that. But whether you need to forgive someone tonight, or you need to forgive yourself, now is the time to do it. You might experience that power of forgiveness. Because I'm telling you, there is great power in forgiveness. For sure. Let's all stand. Father, thank you for the word of God. However you may have spoken to hearts, I pray your perfect will would be done. 
And we ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, the altar's open. You need to come and you know you do. Maybe, you, maybe you've held on something, something way, way too long. Maybe you've refused to forgive yourself way too long. Tonight it's time to do something about that. Maybe there's someone here, even tonight, that you need to go to. Don't hesitate to do it. Don't let the devil stop you. Don't let him stop you. Do what God wants you to do. Maybe you suffered real hurt in your life along the way from the, at the hands of someone. And you may not even know where they are these days. It doesn't matter whether you know where they are or not. Just come down and forgive. Just release them. Just forgive them. That you might move on. That you might experience God's joy and peace once again. God wants. It's important. Don't let this time pass by. Take care of it tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight's the night to take care of it. God spoke to you about those things. Tell him about it. Ask his forgiveness and then forgive. You'll not go wrong.